yeah. What's so? What's the subject that's gotten us most sidetracked yes. over the years of doing this podcast? Uh, you know what it is? Next slide, Fine. please. It's sandwiches. Yeah, we oh, talk about sandwiches. whenever there's a like fucking a cheesesteak or something shows up, we got to talk yeah. about sandwiches. So we got to talk about a whole other war. We've done World War Two. Now we got to get into a much bloodier conflict: the 1958 Sandwich War. Um, I love this fucking story. I put this in barely relevant, but I put it in because I really enjoy it. So okay, night. 1958, the jet age is happening, uh, and jet tickets are getting too expensive. You know, package holidays haven't been invented yet, um, and you know it's it's too expensive for people to fly in first business class. Kind of hasn't really been invented yet, uh, and so the airlines have to invent economy class, uh, which is initially called austerity class, which I think is more honest. I kind of um, like that. Yeah, I actually prefer that. Don't lie to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're all in the economy, but like only some of us are in austerity. Um, but as we've mentioned before on like air-related ones, uh, airlines are incredibly, weirdly tightly regulated until about the 70s when the airline industry is allowed to deregulate itself. Um, and IATA, the International Air Travel Association, orders that in economy class you can only serve coffee, tea, mineral water, and sandwiches. Um, and then... Europe sort of fights back. Swiss Air, in this fantastic case of malicious compliance, serves a full meal entirely in sandwich form. God bless them. Yep. Tw Twelve small, like, finger appetizer sandwiches, a main course sandwich, and two dessert sandwiches. I've never said this sentence before. God bless the Swiss. Yep. <laughs> SAS, Scandinavian Air Systems, they do these uh, open-faced sandwiches, you know, very Scandinavian, but they, like, sort of upsell them. They put stuff like ox tongue and asparagus on them. Um, and this pisses off TWA and Pan Am so much that they appeal to IATA and, and like, have them issue a ruling on this. Um, and I get two great quotes from this. First of all, I have a spokesman from Swiss Air who said, Every man is entitled to his concept of a sandwich, and we have ours. The company will defend its sandwiches to the end. <laughs> I, mean, I just love the, the idea of yeah, right. Just like a guy. Oh, you, you, you need to defend yourself against Iada. Welcome to the Glock sandwich. Uh, <laughs> we we take we take two pieces right of artisan bread, and then what we do is we put a Glock between them. <laughs> Unfortunately for civilization, though, the Americans fucking win. And oh, boo! I know. The ruling is, and this is verbatim, a sandwich must be cold, simple, unadorned, and inexpensive, and must consist of a substantial and visible chunk of bread. Suck, suck me off. Suck me off. And That's fucking horrible. Any materials normally regarded as expensive or luxurious, such as smoked salmon, oysters, caviar. That's anti-Semitic. That's anti-Semitic. Yeah, I was about what to say. What am I supposed to do? That's anti-Semitic. Game, asparagus, foie gras, as well as over-generous or lavish helpings which affect the monetary oh, value of the unit. Eat shit. So according, are according prohibited. To, according to American uh, Airlines, not American Airlines, the uh, airline, but American Airlines as uh, airlines which are American, both pastrami sandwiches and lox are not a sandwich. 
Yeah, I bet they're not, you fucking wasps. Oh, isn't that, isn't that convenient? Hey, you boy. Hey, we've replaced your we've replaced your train with a plane. Now you can fly to the camps and not get a good sandwich. Oh, to really twist the knife, they fine Scandinavian Air Services uh, $20,000 for calling American sandwiches rubbery indigestibles they, in an ad. They are! <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. It doesn't matter. Truth is, you know, the first casualty of, like, they, uh... They hated bring, SAS like, for saying the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Airline calls. Fucking nail them up, why don't you, you dickhead? <laughs> and it stays this way for the next ten years until they deregulate in the 70s, which is my next slide. Um, where the airline industry just decides to get weird with it. Um, because you can do whatever you want. You can set your own routes. You can compete with each other. You got the 747. You got, less impressively, but this is legitimately when this was invented, the little rolling cart to deliver meal trays is a 70s invention. Um, and so airlines start like jazzing up their menus, working with chefs, trying to study why food tastes like nothing when you eat it on a plane, um, and like what to do about that. And the answers to those respectively are you are stressed, there's noise and there's thinner, staler and drier air because you're breathing everybody's old farts and shit. And the way you combat it is by putting in more spice, more salt and more sugar. Um, but it gets like too much. Like, this is table-side carving. Uh, I I want to say this is like Lufthansa. Um, Cathay Pacific did a flaming baked Alaska, which I bet the pilots loved getting the smoke alarm things for. Everyone was smoking, though. It was fine. Don't worry about that. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, you just <laughs> light up a cigarette. It's fine. It barely yeah. even made a dent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but one country that existed during the 1970s, next slide, please, was Japan hmm. seen here in the 1970s? Um, so what's what's Japan up to in the 70s? You may ask. Um, well, the golden 60s are over. And the economy is fucked because the economy is happening. You know, the oil crisis and everything. Um, and so Japanese business is in this position where it has to do something, and the things that they do out of panic end up laying a lot of the groundwork for the economic boom of the 80s, like investing in miniaturization and like quartz wristwatches and shit. Um, but, if we're playing sort of a big game of civilization here, America has already won a cultural victory, right? We're all, you know, wearing blue jeans. Um, you can't win a cultural victory if it's that big, though. It's true. But, one thing that remained Shut extremely up, successful <laughs> in Japan was, next slide please, the Coca-Cola Company. Oh, we love right-wing death squads. Yeah. What happens when you pay for every single sign on every single business everywhere? Right-wing death squads? <laughs> and the right-wing death squads. And the right-wing um, death squads, obviously, yeah. Yeah, so, so Coke had established a Japanese affiliate in 1957. In 1962, they made a very wise business decision, which was to get into the vending machine business. Um, Japan, at the time, then and to an extent now, loved vending machines, and this made them a shitload of money. They were bulletproof all the way through the 70s. Uh, very, very successful. And so, you know, it's it's a booming industry. The company's doing very, very well. Uh, and the they decide, what we're going to do, we're going to do a competition to reward our, our guys. Um, and so our salesmen, the executives decide, 
can enter into this competition, they're going to win European vacations. They're going to go to Paris. They can bring their families. They can bring their wives. Um, and you know, it's it's going to be a great time. It's going to encourage uh, people to like sell more. Um, and a lot of people enter. Some of them win. Next slide, please. On January third, nineteen seventy-five. Oh wow. boy. <laughs> so Tokyo to Anchorage to Copenhagen to Paris. Yeah, might as well just kill me, man. I ain't doing that. <laughs> it has to do refueling stops. Uh, you know that they, they that. haven't haven't worked out how to make engines efficient yet. So in order well, to get from even Tokyo that. to Paris, it's also uh, it's also they didn't have e-tops back then or whatever it's called. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, your extended range thing where you can fly way out of the way of the airports, you know. Uh, it, it also has to dodge Soviet way. airspace. Yes. Hold on. Are you what? Googling what ETOP stands for? Because yes, it stands for I... engines turn or passengers swim. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making sure I wasn't confusing it with the British rail uh, 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 train classification system. <laughs> Very similarly named. Alice. Yes. So, okay, yes. So January January 3rd, God, 1975. <laughs> no, I was waiting for you to like skip back to the beautiful JAL 747. I mean, yeah. it's, it's nice. It's yeah. nice. Again, I'm not flying from Tokyo to oh. Anchorage to Copenhagen to Paris. I'd rather fucking kill myself. But uh, I like the I, do... I like the the crane on the tail. I like the sort of like tequila sunset. Um, like yeah, I mean, I like this. I like yeah, this livery. It's a, it's a good I looking just, plane. Yeah, we don't have livery anymore that's good on any airplane. No, I actually no. don't mind South Southwest by and large. But I like. I have, the, a, I have a little uh, rant here. Um, go for it. Which is when they do, whenever they do any anything uh, railroads. Airlines, whenever anyone does like a throwback logo, sports teams, whenever they're like, oh, this is our old shit, check out our old livery, our old branding. I'm like, if it's good enough that you want to remind me of it, why didn't you keep it? Yeah, why don't j right. just go back, just keep it, just keep the old shit, just keep doing it. You know, we've been through like 50,000 Pepsi logos, you got it right the first time or second time, whatever. Just see bring, also just every single uh, image inside of Penn Station. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> just just leave it alone. Leave well enough alone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need more. De de design is a solved problem, right? It doesn't. Yes. If you want to design a new logo, have a new company. Don't yes. don't fucking rebrand the old one. Nothing should change. That's yes. my most right wing point of view. Yeah. Keep old logos forever. Um. Also, the other thing I like about the 747, like, the bare metal sort of, like, unhoused engines, just, yes. like, hanging off that wing, oh, which yeah. has no sort of, oh, like, yeah. end on it. I really enjoy that. Um, but so, this is flying Tokyo to Paris, refueling in Anchorage and Copenhagen. Um, first leg, Anchorage, uh, Tokyo to Anchorage, that goes fine. Second leg, Anchorage to Copenhagen. Next slide, please. And this is an actual photo of a 70s JAL interior, which I found, uh, and it's it's 90 minutes out from Copenhagen, and it's breakfast time. Next slide, please. So breakfast is a ham omelette. Hmm. This is not the actual omelette. This omelette is a blameless omelette from a different airline used for illustrative purposes only. Um, I, I'm not even saying which airline. This omelette has been anonymized to protect the innocent. 
Um, but this it, it gives you a sense. That's what a hat right. omelet looks like. Yeah, if you don't know. Oh, this looks um, like a this looks like a nice first class style omelet. You know. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's an omelet. Juice, you know, you know how I can feel can the grease off those potatoes. You I got, can tell you that. something that <laughs> looks vaguely. This is like an AI blended a bagel and a croissant here. Um, <laughs> it's a crow bagel. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got a miscellaneous juice. I, I hope it's apple. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is some fruit that I would eat begrudgingly. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you feel shamed by handing a full thing back to yeah, the, like, the oh, yeah, yeah. I get it. You might as well yeah. just hang a sign onto me that says fatty. I get it. <laughs> uh, next slide, please. <laughs> As, Welcome as to we, Well, There's Your Problem. It's a podcast about engineering disasters right. and also internal struggles with our weight. With our weight. <laughs> oh, we're struggling. We're struggling, boys. Um, <laughs> so we're pausing with like first forkful of ham omelette halfway to our mouth to ask, where does airline food come from? Um, well, uh, I assume the trash factory. It's from the yeah, catering This is the truck. trash factory. It yes. comes from the catering yeah, truck, yes, and it, it which lifts Ross up. Which is obsessed yeah. with for some reason. <laughs> it's, a it cute, it's a cute little cool. truck. You I love was, a yeah, catering I mean, truck, man. Ever since, <laughs> when, when I was a kid, I used to love all the little like accessory vehicles to a plane. You know, they all had their own thing going on. They had a clear sense of purpose, and I was like, yeah. one day I'll have one of those. I was wrong, but it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I like everything about the... air travel except the air travel part of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is this is the inside of the back of one of those catering trucks. Um, 